So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Welcome back, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. And I am dying (laughs) laughing right now because I know you can't see us. You can only hear us, but... Tia and I were feeling very nostalgic this morning, and we figured, why not bust out our prom dresses and all of the accessories that we had for what you saw go down last night? So, Tia, can you please describe to me what you are wearing right now? So, imagine (laughs) Ladybug meets 80s (laughs) meets shoulder poof. I mean, if only you could feel how itchy this is. Um, <laughs> I have some red lace Madonna gloves, good side pony. You are really, looking, you really I, like, I, I, I know that we filmed Paradise and Prom several months ago, but you look like you just stepped off that dance floor. I am telling you guys what. Oh, thank like, you. Let's Tia, describe your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing like, um, <clears throat> it kind of looks like wallpaper up close, <laughs> a little iridescent, like, 80s bride like or 18 year old loses her virginity at the prom we've got we've got the uh pink velvet scrunchie you can't see them but we got some nice big pink ball earrings on um i do have to admit though i a i'm shocked that we were able to get these dresses back home after paradise because we only had two suitcases and they Mine were the size of a suitcase. <laughs> yours yours literally took up i think you had to buy a third suitcase just to get through <laughs> airport security with that i'm surprised you didn't just wear it on the plane like that's what Honestly, you should have done save some money with that third that third suitcase but uh <laughs> we are ready <laughs> to do today's podcast in style and you know i don't think i'm going to be able to get the stress off of me because it's very tight so i might oh, just be living in it for help. a while <laughs> to get this off the last time, well, so I'm you, really concerned. You also ripped your help. You also ripped your dress at prom because you were dancing so hard. You busted the whole shoulder sleeve I off. I very much did. It still is busted. We just have to <laughs> keep it up. It just throw it, throw it on. There's so many layers of tool there that it just stays when you pop it up. You don't even need a safety pin. Um, but enough about our incredible attire. I mean, check out Bachelor Happy Hours Instagram because we have a full reels tutorial of us getting ready back in the <laughs> 80s mindset. Uh, and I have to say, this was just for me personally, one of my most fun favorite episodes to watch just because 
like reliving that moment, reliving the dancing and of course some of the drama, but just like, do you remember the excitement that we had that day when we walked I cried in the whole day? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. I remember my excitement when, when I walked into the Rose Palapa and it was 80s themed prom. I it was like I was born for the moment. Okay, and we will get into more of the details of that night. Uh, but it made a lasting le- impression. Prom it didn't was at the very end of the episode, but it made a lasting you impression. Know, and prom is always memorable, but uh, <laughs> this one was one for the books, I have to say. But let's start at the top of the episode because last week it was a to be continued, and it was all of the drama surrounding Ivan and Aaron and Chelsea, and this somewhat love triangle going on. So obviously it picks up back into that. Aaron and Ivan are going at it. There's so much that was said between those two and just between everyone regarding that situation on the beach. I think a standout moment of everything, not only between just what you saw, but I think one of the main things was like people saw Riley get really heated. And like, even I was heated. There were people on that beach that weren't even chill. Like people were mad for different reasons. Like there was just so much tension going on. Obviously you see Aaron get mad because he was, well, he says he was into Chelsea. We'll get into that. He says, he says, but, um, I know people are probably going to say like, that Ivan looks so terrible. Here's the thing. When all of that was going on, we only heard one side of the story. All we heard was that Chelsea pulled Ivan. Aaron saw right. Ivan and Chelsea talking and making out. And then we just saw Aaron get furious. And from a bystander, I mean, you were there too, Tia, which you can attest to. Like, Aaron was extremely heated to the point where everyone was like, what the hell? Like, why is he this guy so mad? the whole time. Mm-hmm. But always just, like, after the fact and kind of, like, macho man sticking up for myself. And it it felt like it wasn't ever really about the girl. Mm-hmm. It was always just about his competition right. with the guys. It was kind of bizarre. It was more about losing. I think another point, too, that when we all found this out, rubbed us all the wrong way. Because a lot of us, like, know Ivan as this kind, soft-spoken, patient man. And... We didn't expect him, I think, to, I would say, lie or spin the story in his favor yeah. where he said that Chelsea pulled him. Did um, he actually say that Chelsea pulled him or that Chelsea wanted to talk? Because in his defense, he did ask her to go talk and she agreed. Mm-hmm. So if he if he was saying, yeah, Chelsea wanted to talk to me. He was just kind of leaving out the beginning part that he talked to her first. But did he actually say Chelsea pulled him to talk? I don't know. I said it. Okay, okay, he said Chelsea pulled me. Okay, so that was a lie. (laughs) My thing, though, is I know it's easy to get wrapped up in the nitty-gritty and the little details and the he said, he said type thing. It's like, at the end of the day, who really cares who pulled who? The fact of the matter is these two consenting adults went to go talk. They both made out. And Aaron saw it. And then Chelsea also decided to go and live her best bachelorette life, which she should have, and talk to Aaron and kiss him. Like, that's what it is. Like, to me, it doesn't matter who pulled who. And, like, that type of thing is so just unnecessary. They did the same thing with Tammy and Thomas, though, too. Right. And so we're we're seeing a theme here with someone. And, like, you could only act half interested in someone so much. And then, like, you can't be surprised when they want to talk to someone else. That happens. That happens. I uh, We go into the rose ceremony, and this was probably the longest rose ceremony we have ever, ever had to stand through. Because that conversation between Ivan and Wells, it looks like it was, what, maybe five minutes? It, it took probably took close to an hour. So we're all just standing there talking amongst ourselves. Eyes. We're so tired and, like, swaying mm-hmm. and just... <laughs> It was a lot. Not in the mood. I took a screenshot of your face where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my gosh. So tired. So late. It's just, it was hot. It it was a lot. And so I think at that point, everyone was was more pissed that Ivan just made this decision that we all had to stand through (laughs) and deal with than like what actually happened the night before, which basically 
to this day, we still don't quite know exactly how Ivan found Alexa's room. But when we were all in lockdown during the storm in our separate rooms, Ivan apparently snuck out, uh, found her number from a producer's phone, which was left there. But in his defense, because I think we all, for the most part, I don't want to speak for the group, but I will say a lot of us were excited, like we said last week, to have these comfortable big beds, have air conditioning, be able to shower, (laughs) get ready, do our hair. Like we were just all ready to go to bed so early because we never sleep on that beach. And so the fact that Ivan was in the mindset where I think he thought, okay, this is probably my last night. I don't have a strong connection. Let's just Kendall just left. Kendall left. He's like, I think his mindset was, let's just go balls to the walls, all out, do whatever we can. If there's one person left here that I was excited to meet, and I now know her room number, why not? Why not? I I know he went around the system and broke the rules. I understand, though, where he was coming from and the mentality behind it. The issue and the part where he really fucked up, though, in that is that he, A, lied to everyone the next day. Obviously, especially to Chelsea. And it was at her expense. And I think the part where he went so wrong, where I felt for Chelsea in that moment, was where after he confronted everyone, after Wells pulled him aside, and he was like, Chelsea, I'm sorry. If you would have given me the rose, I would have turned it down. That should have been said well before the the rose ceremony. The audacity. That was bullshit. That is where I felt heated for Chelsea. Sentiment. Like, how dare you think that I was going to give you a rose one and then say you're going to turn me down? Like, yeah. He could have left that part out. And I think at that point, Ivan was like, I've burned all my bridges. Like, they're truly, Chelsea was his maybe last string of hope, like the last little mm-hmm. shred to potentially get a rose and to stay. And with his confession of sneaking out and going to see Alexa, he obviously burned that. And you think Alexa is the one who told producers because she felt bad and didn't want to go down to the beach? No, I think people heard them talking. Oh, and I will I say for the record, I will say this to this. Has, none of us had a clue. We had no idea. We were trying to get it out of Noah because Noah shared a room with him. But I want to touch on the fact that I know people probably think he snuck out and they hooked up. He even said, and I don't think they included this part they when didn't. he was addressing us, but he even said this has nothing to do with Alexa. She has no part of this. She is innocent. This was me as a man sneaking out and making this decision, going to talk to her. So I don't. She had no clue what was going on. Right. Exactly. Cutie Ivan at her door. She's like, well, damn. She's like, is this part of the show? Did the producers come here? Yeah, exactly. So um, I want to make that very clear. So I'm, I'm sure there's going to be trolls out there on social media who will come at her and she is innocent in all of this. Leave her out of this. And she also made the decision not to go down to the beach because she felt so uncomfortable after, I guess, after she found out, like, it was not supposed to happen that way. That that was against the rules. Right. Um, I really felt for her because she kind of missed out on her opportunity too. And she'd been in quarantine for weeks. She had been waiting to come for weeks. And, oh, it's gotta suck. But, um... I mean, you see Ivan remove himself, he leaves, and again, I think, sadly, it was at Chelsea's expense, and she was kind of put in this position. I mean, I don't know, I don't know had he not confronted everyone and told everyone what he chose to do, I don't know where her rose would have gone. Like, I don't right. even think she was made up. She was, I, she kept talking to us, she was torn between the two guys, she was still moments before we all lined up at that rose ceremony, still moments before she was torn of like, trying to get the full details of the story of the argument between him, between Aaron and Ivan. And so, right. Oh, I mean, you see it all play out. She gives Aaron the rose. Um, so he sticks around. We see sadly, Damar, Dr. Joe go home. Who else went home? Oh, Blake. Blake. <laughs> Who's Blake? <laughs> um, <laughs> Blake. My so decision con- was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. It's it, like, it, Blake was also so confused. I remember before he left, he was just like a deer in headlights of like, oh, I'm really going home to give the rose to James. It's like, yeah, because you just gaslit the shit out of her the entire were night in that him? conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, hello, knock, knock, were you present for any of it? Um, uh, Yeah, so those fellas go mm. home and we see a couple new arrivals the next day, which I think is interesting for all of us because it's down to the wire. There's only a couple days left and so to see Anna and McKenna walk in the next day we were like we were having such a chill day too such a chill day and we're like 
in the okay. pool. Got to got to work work those moves fast to see what happens. Yeah. Um yeah. I know that it had to have been tough for you to see James go on the date with Anna. Obviously, you were struggling a little bit that whole day just because I I, I don't think I mean, and you can chime in here. I don't think you knew like James wasn't for you. I think you knew that. Right. But also you kind of were like, everyone's already coupled up. Like he was the one connection that I could have potentially had here. You know, prom is about to happen. Like that's, I think where, I don't think you were like all in of like, this is my guy, but I think it was just like the situation in general. Yeah, of, of course. It's always a little punch in the gut to see the person that you just gave your rose to go out with someone else. But I truly was happy for him but there was a moment where I actually said I hope he's open to exploring options because he deserves that when I gave Mm -hmm. him my rose I said you deserve to be be here here. you do Mm -hmm. um because I knew that more girls were going to come in the next day but yeah of course it always sucks to feel like you wanted something to be there and it just wasn't Mm -hmm. um and then you're just kind of left like well here we are here we are. I will say, though, and I just want all of our listeners to know this about you because I've known you now for years. You are one of the most selfless people that I've ever met. You, like, even though it was tough for you, you did say multiple times and and in many different words and forms and phrases that, like, you wanted James to be happy. You wanted him oh, to yeah. find such a good girl because he was such a good man yeah if if he was an asshole it would have made it a whole lot easier to be like (laughs) good riddance you can have the next person but he is such a nice great guy and that made Mm -hmm. it so so hard like the only times I was emotional was when I was bummed about not giving somebody a rose and thinking about someone getting hurt and then um when I was just ready to go home but Mm -hmm. yeah he's such a nice guy and he truly truly deserved to go on that date and to have his first date in mm-hmm. the franchise, right? Yeah. The, his first yeah. one-on-one ever. Yeah. He and he was that. He was the last guy on the beach, the last, I, I would say, person to get, to get a one-on-one. And so, I mean, listen, he's been here. The, I don't know how James keeps sneaking through week and by Aaron. week. James and Aaron both. We were, well, <laughs> at one point we were like, they should just give each other their roses because they only spent all of their time together. They're like, the strongest relationship in paradise. They really sure. were. There's so much... Like everyone was talking about it at one point. They're like, James and Aaron are just like. Even Wells. Wells was like, how the hell are you two still? <laughs> and they didn't like towards the end. They truly really didn't care to talk to any of the women at all. They only were together eating that's a, 24-7. That's one of the things too. People were like, why wasn't it there? What was going on? I'm like, you didn't see this, but they really didn't talk to the girls a whole lot. They were mm-hmm. with each other. All the time. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. All the it time. was a running joke for the last couple of weeks there because it's like anytime someone's like, where's James? We're like, oh, he's probably with Aaron with and vice Aaron, versa. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but he did have a great day with Anna. Uh, a very random, interesting date with very the human made churros and the snakes. I would not have mind the snakes, but the sugar and the, the cinnamon sticky? would have pissed me off having it all over my body. And then at one oh, point, yeah. Anna's on her stomach He's giving her a massage and her forehead is basically going in to the cinnamon and sugar. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Uh-uh. If that gets in my eyeball or like up my nose, I would have been so pissed. The one thing, too, that I kept thinking about and I'm like, oh, why? Do, like, why is this where my mind goes is I'm thinking I hope that the show gave them the white swimsuits, because if that was my own, I would have been pissed oh. if I ruined a, my own swimsuit on this date. That's all I was thinking of the entire time. I we will ask James. That. We will have him clarify if it was his <laughs> own or not. Um, but okay. Well, so Anna comes in. Yes. Yeah, so Anna and James go on their date. Then McKenna yes. comes in. Yes. Now McKenna, we saw earlier in the season, she went back and had to wait in quarantine for a couple more weeks until she came down onto that beach the last week. But she shows up. She pu- she pulls a lot of men that day to talk to them and. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think most were our, I mean, most of them were in a relationship and said, if you were to ask me, I would turn you down and just say no to anyone. Not, it didn't even have to be McKenna. I'm sure it would have been anyone, but. Well, yeah, because Anna asked too. Anna straight up asked a few people if they would say yes. And they said, no, couldn't. Mm -hmm. 
So I think the interesting thing is watching her conversation between McKenna and Aaron, he he seemed invested. He seemed excited, which I think got her hopes up. Obviously, very intrigued with him. She was kind of vague. She was all in to, to pull him on this date. And she asks Aaron and he goes, yeah, but let's go talk. Which yeah. makes it seem yeah. like, yes, let's, let's go, go on the that. Yeah. Yeah. Which if I was McKenna, I'd be like, okay, he said oh, yes, yeah, he we're going on yes. this date. But like, let's just go talk really quick. I'm sure he just wants to explain something, whatever it might be. Right. We see them go chat and then he basically turns her down. But all of the reasons for turning her down had nothing to do with were Chelsea. No, nothing to do with Chelsea. And she noticed that immediately. Yeah. Like Which, when he, he addressed the whole group and didn't say anything about, I want to explore my relationship with Chelsea. So that's why I'm not. Which is go. like, why, dude, were you so mad the night before? Literally right. about to fight someone over Chelsea because you needed a rose and now you don't give a shit. Like it was because you're stressed out because you fought with someone. It's because he was sad James was already gone on a date. Like, let's be honest. Um, but <laughs> so Ed, Ed to the rec- rescue. I know you don't see a ton of Ed and you didn't on Claire's season, but Ed is a sweetheart. And he is. That moment where I know it was hard because as a friend for Natasha, I felt for her, but that was his decision. That was his decision on his own to go check on her. And it Mm -hmm. actually was very sweet. Who said chivalry was dead? He made and and what I like too though is he wasn't like forcing her in like a super super romantic way. He's just like, listen, either you're gonna go home tonight or tomorrow. Just have some fun. Have right. one day with me. If you hate it, I'm sorry. Like, at least we'll make it fun. You don't need to yeah. like me, but we'll have a good time. Like, I liked that mentality of, like, no pressure, which I think sometimes makes the best dates. And turns out they had a great date. They rollerbladed all around to the hotel, but they had fun. And I think it's just what they both needed. And, I mean, we see them share a nice kiss. He asked her to prom the next day. Um, that's right. And That's right. Yeah. So it was it, it like it reminded me of like puppy love, you know, like yeah. crushing a little bit, not all invested, but it was just carefree. I'm glad and then she that she panicked that he's 37. <laughs> I know. Which I mean, <laughs> everyone's talking about the age difference. Like you don't really notice when you're there. It, exactly it is what it is. Exactly. So yeah, they uh they had a good one. So we go into the next day. Obviously, we touched on prom a little bit. Such a fun time. There, it was so random. Did you, did you going into that night have any idea that Aaron would pull you and that it would lead to this steamy kiss? No clue. <laughs> I was just as shocked as everyone else. I remember at one point I obviously couldn't find you, and and I will say this: everyone was trying to do a great job of including you and like trying to. Oh, they did. Have they you really did dance with us. Like me and Thomas, I felt like we had a our little like. <clears throat> squad trio all night because we were just dancing like we would put tea in the middle of a slow song it wasn't a fun song when we walked in where everyone Mm -hmm. could dance it was immediately a slow song and i was the i was like seventh willing (laughs) and just watching everybody else dance and of course they included me in their slow dance and i was just losing my mind and was like this is like there's no place to sit i can't even sit down (laughs) but everyone did make me feel very very included which was nice i did end up having a good time but at one point, I was like, where the hell is Tia? She's been gone a while. So I asked one of our producer friends. I was like, where's Tia? And she told me you were with Aaron. And she's like, yeah, they're hitting it off. And I think, no offense, but I think I burst out laughing. Because I was like, ha, 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 what? Like, there's no way that's going to be anything. And she's like, no, Tia's really happy. And I looked at her like, okay, okay. It was Come it to was me tomorrow. The moment. And then I started to panic. I was like, this is not the place I want to be right now. I'm not trying to have a target on my back. Yeah. Tia. (laughs) One of the best parts, though, of watching it back when you guys were making out, you, like, kind of kicked your leg over his leg, but your toes were, like, this, like, all (laughs) sprawled out. And my feet were like You had, like, these frogged... (laughs) I had to rewatch I Love You so much. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) All right, Tia, as fun as prom was, there was some cloud hanging over the entire evening. And 
I think going into it, we kind of could see a storm coming between Abigail and Noah. They just seemed really off that day. See, I was clueless. Were I you? Like, I feel like you and Noah had a good conversation, so you maybe had some insight. Mm-hmm. But I really did not know that was coming. The last I heard was that he told her he was falling in love with her. And then I knew I heard they broke up. But after seeing it back, I could kind of see his perspective. Yeah. I I was not shocked. I had a feeling going into prom that they weren't going to be leaving together. I had a feeling that that was their last night. Only because, as you said, like I did have a conversation with him that day. Their last conversation that we saw was interesting to me because... Obviously, Abigail just kind of sat there in silence for a while and took it all in. And he didn't really give too much context or insight. He kind of just said, I know that I'm falling for you, but I don't think you're the one. And you're not my person. You're not my person, which like we've all been in relationships where I think we've known like we can love somebody or have all these feelings and like trying to get somewhere in a relationship, but ultimately we know they're not the one for us. We know that it's not going to work out in the long run. And I think that's what he was trying to get at. The conversation just went for way too long. Um, And I felt for her because that has got to be so hard to just the night before, less than 24 hours before have somebody tell you that they're falling in love with them. And then, and she wanted to have a talk with him too. Yeah. And she wanted to tell him. And then it goes to them breaking up. So it's a complete 180 from, I think, where they were at the night before. Um, and so it's it's tough. And I can speak from his experience being blindsided, which I think she was. And, you know, when she removed herself to go sit in the bathroom and cry, I was like, I've been that girl. I felt yeah, like it was hurts. like a dagger to the heart. I felt so bad for her. And um, just as a friend in that moment, like, I think we all wished we could have been there for her and been in the bathroom to console her and talk to her and make sure she was okay. Obviously, we had no idea what was going on. We had no idea right. what conversation was taking place. So it's a tough one. We don't see how it formally ends because, mm-hmm. again, it's it's another to be continued into next week. But um, And it was extra hard, too, because they had just been crowned not king and queen but what was it that they what was the award Most that they wanted to succeed or like together in the real world or succeed in yeah, the after the to, show to work out in the real world and so yeah. it was um it was tough to watch but we'll have to wait and it's see how that tough was- to be upset and heartbroken in an 80s outfit <laughs> oh yeah as if it's not enough. But we have to bring our guest on because he obviously had a, a major moment, a major date this week, and we got to see a little bit more of him. So, Tia, I know he kind of uh, broke heart a little bit this week, <laughs> but we had a, we had to have our guy James on. So without further ado, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, let's welcome James to the podcast. James, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. It's good to see you again. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to see you guys. You guys look fantastic. I wish I still had my my prom get up with me. Half I know. black, half white jacket. <laughs> Dr. The, Jekyll the and little Mr. dangly yeah. earring. It was it was good James and evil James. <laughs> I don't think there's evil James. I don't know where he yeah, is. Yeah, I've never seen the evil James. I don't think he exists. <laughs> no, may, uh, he comes out not so often, but I think he's not. <laughs> I will say this because at the end of the night, there was one point where things were kind of winding down. Everyone was laying, like half of us were taking naps on the stage. Yeah. Some people were on the on the dance floor laying down all the couples you know are kind of taking naps or kissing and i was sitting right next to you and anna and the two of you were talking the entire time and just hitting it off and i remember like kind of dozing off being like they're so cute like this is really (laughs) precious right now (laughs) yeah anna was kind of like a breath of fresh air you know my paradise experience had so many ups and downs and cough cough to you you made it the whole <laughs> way, though. You made it from beginning to end. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But, you know, Tia and I, we, we had a run. Obviously, didn't work out for better or for worse. But, um, you know, Tia gave me another shot, right? And enabled me to stick around. You're welcome. And, yeah. Hey, hey, listen, I'm very grateful for that, Tia. Yeah, I'm very grateful. And um, You deserved it. You deserved it. Thank you. Thank you. you. But it, seriously, it gave me another opportunity to live to see another day. And then, fortunately, Anna came in you know, that week. And she was kind of the, the final arrival. Um, fortunately, picked me on that one-on-one date and, you know, we hit it off. Right. So 
shout out to Tia for for allowing me to survive that last rose ceremony and at least getting that <laughs> opportunity. It was an easy choice. <laughs> so you so far have had quite the journey on Paradise, and I mean, Tia and I have joked like. Out of anyone, we're like, how is James still around? <laughs> like, I know that, like, Tia gave you the roses, but it wasn't until what we saw last night, this week when Anna arrives, where you, like, really had a solid, solid connection. But yeah. we have to take it back to the very beginning because you were there day one. And right away, I mean, it seemed like you started off on a, a decent foot with Victoria P., so take us back to the beginning. Who were you originally hoping to meet when you stepped onto the sand? And from there, did you ever think that you and Victoria P would have hit it off? Yeah. And, and it, great question as far as how I made it as long as I did. I wish I had the answer for you, but it, I kind <laughs> of scraped by each week. But going because you're charming. It's because you're a good guy. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Um, <laughs> it's it really I remember being in the hotel and. I had only really seen, you know, Clarentatious season and Matt season. So I didn't know too many names that could potentially be coming on the beach, but I wanted to keep an open mind. I wanted to use paradise for what it was intended for, right? To explore relationships, not kind of have tunnel vision for one person and, and kind of just put all your eggs in one basket. So walking onto the beach, I wanted to talk with anyone and everyone who's there, right? So, um, Came in, saw some familiar faces, had a few buddies there, obviously, from my season. Um, but then when I saw Victoria, I remember the first time I saw her, she was standing at the bar and I was obviously immediately attracted to her and made an effort to to kind of start developing some kind of relationship, some type of connection. And it just felt easy. It felt smooth. It, it wasn't forced. Um, and we both kind of had this mutual understanding that, yes, we are interested in getting to know each other more and more, but we're also not going to block ourselves off to meeting new people and exploring other relationships. So it was kind of a, a nice start. I felt confident um, coming into the first week in paradise. And then obviously that suddenly changed to the night of the first rose ceremony. Mm -hmm. You dealt with a lot that, that first week um, when she ultimately eliminated herself, uh, what was going through your mind? How did you feel in that moment? Yeah, I, I was shocked you know, to have Tammy and Kelsey come to me with that information, which, you know, I, I appreciated, right? The, the honesty and the transparency. And um, I knew at that point I had to have a very direct conversation with Victoria. And, you know, to this day, I don't necessarily fully understand the dynamic of what was going on. And I, I truly believe Victoria was single coming into paradise, but I think there was a lot of baggage maybe and a lot of history from a past relationship that the door maybe necessarily wasn't fully closed. And I think she took a big risk and kind of a leap of faith in coming to paradise and at least seeing what options were there. And I think maybe her heart was just pulling her in another direction when she got there and maybe she started missing that individual. And, you know, I can't knock her for that. And as upset as I was um, to have herself eliminate and to kind of have that relationship crash and burn, especially so early, um, I understood, right? You know, and, and I've been in situations like that before where you try to kind of move on from your past and it keeps pulling you back. Right. So I can't knock her for that. And it did put me in a tough situation because I was probably about an hour out from the first row ceremony. And I went against my own rule and I kind of put my, all my eggs in one basket with Victoria and I didn't have a connection with anyone there, anyone else. So mm -hmm. I had some last minute discussions with, with Kelsey and Demi and eventually ended up kind of really giving a friendship rose to Demi. Um, yeah. And then I was obviously back to square one with the girls having the roses. And I knew I had to kind of start making a connection with girls elsewhere because obviously Victoria was gone. What made you give your rose to Demi over Kelsey? Because as the viewer, it seemed like it was going to be going to Kelsey. Like I know yeah, the interaction. Trying. Yeah. And I know that the, you said the rose to Demi was more of a friendship thing and you knew you guys would have fun, but it seemed like you were leaning towards Kelsey. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not an easy decision. Right. And both girls are incredible. Both equally deserve their shot at love. And, you know, in hindsight, I, I look back and to be honest, I, I probably would have given my rose to Kelsey. I think maybe there was a, a greater potential there beyond just a friendship rose, but I saw Demi was, 
you know, bubbly and energetic. And, you know, she seemed to be there to, to have fun and meet people. So uh, I eventually came to that choice. But um, in hindsight, yeah, Kelsey, I think maybe I should have given that a bit more time and attention and seen where that could have gone. But obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and Demi got my rose and I can only move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Do you nice look in TV, damn it? She does. She does. She does. <laughs> I mean, when yeah. T and I came down, we were so glad that Demi was still there because we love her. But does a part of you regret that? Like now looking back, do you wish you would have yeah, given it to Kelsey? I try not to live, you know, looking back and kind of thinking of, I should have done this. I should have done that. Right. Um, you know, I made my decision and I, I kind of moved on from it. But yeah, I, I think about that often as far as what I should have done in that first rose ceremony. I mean, first things first, I shouldn't have kind of put the blinders on for Victoria. Um, I should have done what I intended to do and followed kind of my rules and explored different relationships, right? Because when that came came crashing down, um, everyone else was kind of like a stranger to me. I didn't know anything about any of the girls. So that's, that's number one. But number two, I think, yeah, I, I think I should have given Kelsey a bit more time and attention. Um, she's, she's obviously fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do certainly think about that. Uh, I want to get into moving forward because like you seemed very open to, I think really talk to anyone and have a connection and, or at least try to form a connection with anyone. And obviously in the weeks to come, we saw drama between Chris and Alana go down yeah. with, you know, potentially having a relationship pre-Paradise, the same with Brendan and Piper. So for somebody who came in single, ready to mingle, do you have anything you want to say on the matter of, you know, the pre-Paradise yeah, and potential I think relationships? That's, that's obviously a really delicate subject, and it's very tricky to dissect because I learned very quickly in Bachelor Nation, everyone, it's a very close network, right? You know, when... When you go on the show, you're kind of, you bust onto the scene and with social media, you have access and able to communicate with anyone and everyone kind of becomes friends, right? And where do you draw the line between, you know, friendship and something intimate and romantic, right? And I know people go on trips together, um, Piper and Brandon, you know, they hung out a couple of times. So it's very hard to draw the line between a friendship and something romantic, right? And I think it's obviously case by case basis. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, regarding the Alana and Chris situation, I think, you know, they had that San Diego trip. I truly believe that they were kind of just on a friendship level, found out they were both going to paradise and, you know, were excited to meet each other. Um, I think they maybe had a predetermined plan to kind of attach to one another. And then the Brandon Piper situation, that's, that's super messy. I know. And, to me, I think that was an existing relationship there. Um, you know, you, you've seen apologies come out. So um, I try to avoid that. But in my opinion, it, it's tough, right? And it's a case-by-case basis. But is any part of you, I'm, I want to figure out how to word this. Like, is there any part of you that is a little bit upset or disappointed? Because again, I think uh, most people came up down onto that beach open, ready to talk yeah. to everyone, you know, explore any sort of relationship. And so do you feel like in a way, if that was already in place or a relationship was already in place or a plan was already there, it took away from you potentially meeting two women that would be there that yeah. weren't already, I, I guess, would say like reserved no, that, or have no, this plan? Yeah. yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I, I do, right? And I think if you're already committed to an individual or one person, right? Why even bother coming to paradise, right? Work that out, you know, independently, like just in, in the real world, right? Don't come to the beach and try to finesse and finagle your way rose after rose ceremony and just essentially exchange roses back and forth, right? And have a predetermined plan because not only for the guys, but the girls too, you're taking up valuable spots for people that are genuinely there looking to find a spark, find a connection and have that flourish into a potential engagement and, you know, or whatever it may be, leave the beach together, right? So um, I think this is going to be an ongoing problem that Paradise is going to have, right? With contestants having pre-existing relationships. I think there's really no way around it. Um, but yeah, it, it is unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm hoping that from people watching, not only this season and those situations transpire 
um, on Paradise. But even the the season previous, I know it was a couple years ago, but having some sort of relationship beforehand. Hopefully, people coming on now will realize that's not the way to go. It never works out in anyone's favor. Uh, hopefully, people yeah. will be deterred from that after seeing yeah, this I, now. I think this season brought a lot to light that, you know, you're it will come to the surface. You will be caught. Um, so yeah, hopefully we see a uh, less and less people come in with that kind of predetermined plan. And, you know, people are really there to explore relationships genuinely and, you know, find their match. Yeah. Uh, well, we eventually see you and Tia uh, exchange some roses. Can you both speak on how did that all come to be? Because I know there's obviously so much behind the scenes. James, you it had surprised like her. out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Well, every week, Tia, I was back to square one and you came in. I think you went on that first day with Kenny. Um, But I, I, you know, just like I mentioned with Victoria, how it felt easy. It felt smooth. It was the same with you. Right. And we had conversations off camera, too. Yeah. You and I, we had a connection. And then it's I felt confident giving my rose to you. And then obviously we had with Blake come on and uh, wasn't so sure uh, moving forward. But, you know, you it was great meeting you. It just never felt forced. It was always easy. And, you know, like we had a mutual understanding that, you know, we are curious and interested to getting to know each other more, but we're not going to block ourselves off. You know, if we were to go on a, a, ask or go on a one-on-one date, we're going to take it. And, you know, either person would be completely fine with that. Right. So Blake, beyond the stereo, T is in the room, but how did you truly (laughs) feel or what was going through your mind when Tia went on that date with Taddy Daddy? Oh, I I was I was like I might as well start packing my bags now. The timing <laughs> was just I, I might as well just get on the next flight home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen, like that's I I can't knock Tia for it, and you know she's out there looking for love just like the rest of us, right? So I, what I will say and what I will thank you for Tia is when Blake did ask you on that date before you left, you know, you pulled me aside and said, "Hey, James, I know this sucks. The timing stinks." Um, but out of respect for you, like, I just want you to know, I'm going to accept the date. And that kind of five minute interaction meant the world to me because, you know, I know eventually when Anna came and whether we, we seem to be kind of fading a bit, but I kind of wanted to have that same conversation with you. So, um, we kind of carried that mutual respect towards each other and that, that meant a lot. Right. And yeah, I genuinely did wish you the best, you know, with Blake and the date. So, um, just wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Tia gets back from the date. Obviously, we go into the next rose ceremony that day. There was a lot back and forth between you and Tia, between Tia and Blake. And it seemed like you really stepped up and went above and beyond to surprise her and make her feel special because she deserves that. I think anyone in any relationship deserves to feel wanted and desired and cared about, which you definitely did for her. Going into that night, did you expect to get Tia's rose or was that, were you, I guess, should I say, were you confident in getting Tia's rose that night? Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I, I knew the connection that her and Blake had. And the day we had kind of that cocktail party that started a bit earlier, um, I remember the night prior, Tia and I, I'd set something up for her and we the conversation kind of revolved around you know, what love languages we kind of fit with. And, you know, it, it, it was a great conversation and, you know, it was something small I did. And, but, you know, it's, I think, you know, the litter things can kind of help sometimes. Yeah, help. It means so much. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or expensive or fancy or anything like right. that. Just to show someone that you're caring about them is. Goes huge. a long way. It goes such yeah. a long way. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. And I, I got to kind of learn a bit more about Tia and how kind of she, she ticks and kind of what she's looking for in a romantic relationship. And, um, that next day I kind of said, Hey, I'm I'm not really interested in pursuing a relationship with anyone other than Tia at this point. So, um, you know, I wanted to make sure she had time with Blake and, you know, take advantage of any window or opportunity that I saw to speak with her. And then I, I specifically remember a moment you were on a day bed with Blake and the conversation didn't look like it was going well. (laughs) Not at all. And I, I said, you know what, let me maybe try to go and see if T wants to step away from this. <gasps> take a I breath. forgot about that. Yeah. And I, I came over. He did. He tried to save me. And I was like, you just looked at me and I felt, I was like, okay, this, I better walk away from this situation. I was like, is this a good time right now? And both of you were like, uh, 
Not really. Yeah, I was like, I'm eating his lunch <laughs> right now. If you could like just wait a second, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, and in my head, and I was, you know, I obviously wanted to continue to pursue things with Tia, but in my head, I, I thought Blake might be kind of self-destructing for me. And um, I kind of just let that play out. I, I didn't want to interrupt any more than I already had. Um, but even after that kind of disagreement or fight, whatever you want to call it, that, that T and Blake had, I, I was nowhere near confident of, of getting the rose because I just knew the initial connection and spark that they had. Right. And mm. I didn't know what conversation, you know, what dialogue was going back and forth or what the disagreement was about, but um, it just didn't look like it was going well from my point of view. Mm-hmm. I tried to make him jealous too. I was like, James set up something for me two nights ago. <laughs> I I will. And I was, he was like, so I'm like, aren't you nervous? <laughs> He's like, no. He, like, that's he, your main competition right there, Blake. Right. Yeah. I know. Like that's what I wanted him to understand. Like I have a choice here. Someone's showing effort. Someone's not. Like James is the hero in this situation. I need you to try step it up. Uh, well, that's what paradise essentially is a competition in itself, right? It's you know, you can't just walk around, you know, not necessarily saying he was doing the bare minimum, but you have to make an impression somehow. You have well, to get I'll say it. He was doing the bare minimum for somebody <laughs> on the beach living there. He was doing the bare, like if you could dig a hole and like go underground, like negatively, he was doing that. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I will say I was team James. I remember talking to Tia that day and. She was struggling. I mean, and and just in general, like the heat, the lack of sleep, everything gets to you. And so oh, she brutal. was struggling because she knew like how incredible and kind you were. And so we were all team James. All of us girls were like, James, oh, yeah. like there's not even I a question that. in our oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Becca earlier, if you were an asshole, it would have made it a lot easier just to be like, no, this is an yeah. easy choice, but you're <laughs> such a great dude. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever feel like, I mean, see, I'll, I'll propose this question to you i guess that paradise almost made you a not i hate to be a victim of circumstance so to speak but if you had maybe more time in a different setting with blake that it would have been different because i often feel that you know uh, about um, situations in relationships that i kind of pursued that's the thing that makes it tricky is that i mean that was a situation at hand we had never met beforehand um but like what better way than to have no interruptions no outside influences nothing else affecting you You have plenty of time to get to know someone right and they still are like i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do this it's all for a tv show but you're choosing to be on the show and it just made me think like i was asking for very little and he was saying you know i'm not going to do that here i would do that outside of this but not here and i'm like well if you can't do that here then what makes me think that you're yeah. going to be able to do that in the real world? Because on our mm-hmm. date, we did have a great connection. And I was like, I can see him being someone I would be into outside of this. And that small little conversation that we had that it was off camera, it didn't show it where he basically said, I'm not going to set anything up for you. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's real life. I think it's fake. When guys do that, I think he said he thinks it's fake. That just made me think, well, if you can't do that here, when it's so easy to be set up for you, what's going to make you do that? Yeah outside of this so that it just was a major turning point where i was just completely turned off and it wasn't gonna happen i I think you're right like the paradise as stressful as as it is kind of presents limited interruptions right and there are Mm -hmm. a lot of variables when you go back into the real world kind of life gets messy and problems come up so i guess if you can't do it on that beach. Okay, so I want to get into your first real, I would say, solid, strong connection that gave yeah. all of us viewers hope. And that was when Anna came down. And T and I were recapping a little bit, and we were talking about how random the state that you guys had. But it seemed so fun, and I think you two made the most of it. How did you feel, though, about becoming a hum- human churro? I, to be <laughs> honest, as strange as it was and unconventional, I had a blast from start to finish. And I think not necessarily because of what the date consisted of, but because who I was with on that day, right? Mm-hmm. Anna just made it enjoyable from beginning to end. We shared the same sense of humor. We were kind of both lighthearted and saying, yeah, this is super weird, but let's just roll with it and have as much fun as we can. You know, I never thought I'd be lathered up in butter and rolling around <laughs> in <laughs> rolling around in a sugar pit and then having chocolate syrup drenched all over me turning into a human churro, like, would I expect to ever be doing that on a first date? 
no way. But <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about who you're doing things with, not what you're doing, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. oh, of course. I, had, I had a blast and you know, I, I think she had fun too. What did you like more, the churro or the snake part? The snake massage. It's, that was random too. Was it a massage? Like, did it did it hit yeah. the pressure points? So it, it's weird. The the like weight and the weight of the snake, and like it was ice cold. I'm t- I've never touched a snake before, but w- when I felt it, it was ice cold. And if I kind of turned off my mind and stopped thinking that there's a huge Burmese python crawling around my chest <laughs> and my face, and just took my mind elsewhere, it was it was comforting. It was relaxing, but then. <laughs> I felt, a, I felt a snake's tongue like slithering on my ear oh, and I was like, okay, hey, hold back, up. back to reality. Let's start freaking out again. That snake was good. That actually wasn't the snake's tongue. It was Anna's right next to you. I knew. I she knew, was just I, trying to get to second base. I had with you. a feeling. Hey, she straddled him though. That was a hell of a straddle we and make out. We that just, was spicy. Yeah, we were squeezing our uh, each other's hands. And I, oh, I'm I could, like, what? You're so no, I do on the, on the snake massage. I could tell <laughs> you started to freak out because she would just start squeezing my hand harder and harder. And I, I was like, okay, this needs to end soon mm-hmm. before one of us freaks out. But yeah, the, uh, the hot tub was, it, it got steamy in there for sure. Yeah. Did you feel like a real genuine spark? Yeah, I did. And I think it goes back to it feeling just super easy from the jump, right? And she, I remember her walking into the paradise and kind of picking me for the date card. And I asked her, I said, hey, what made you choose me out of all the guys? She said that she saw me and like my face kind of just lit up when I saw her and I had a big smile on my face. And she was like, I want someone that's going to be excited and, and eager to hang out with me. So like you were an obvious choice. That was And really then, sweet. you know, from the date, you know, we just had fun and it was, you know, we were laughing and enjoying each other's company. And, you know, we had kind of some, pretty serious conversations about her experience on the bachelorette and you know, how you carry a lot of insecurities when you're surrounded by 30 guys or girls that are all successful, you know, super handsome, all the girls are gorgeous. Right. And so we kind of began to peel back the layers of who we are as people. And and then, uh, you know, the, the connection was there, but then obviously intimately, you know, she's gorgeous. I was attracted to her. So it's, it was kind of just progressed pretty quickly on that mm-hmm. first day. Yeah, it's it seemed like you guys really, really hit it off and just had some sort of spark there, which was fun to see because that's what we wanted for you the entire time. We wanted yeah. you to feel that. I, I wish she could have, you know, came week one or week two, but mm-hmm. I, I had yeah. to be patient and, um, you know, it was well worth the wait. Exactly. Okay, so let's get into it. Last night we saw our fun 80s themed Paradise Prom did you, first of all, have fun that night? Because I know there was a mixture of emotions. Obviously, we saw some sadness between Noah and Abigail and their breakup go down. There was yeah. some other drama. Like, you being there with Anna, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I had a blast, right? Who's not going to have fun at prom? Who's not going to have fun just being stupid and dressing up? Um, it was kind of like a flashback in time going back into the 80s. So, I... You know, were you as, alive I, in the eighties? When were you born? I was the, I'm a <laughs> you so I was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a fucking minute. Yeah. yeah Are so. you fifty and nobody? <laughs> no, 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 but it's like it's it's fun, kind of just being stupid and and not taking yourself too seriously. And I remember, you know, when Noah and Abigail ran into some problems, I was sad, but you know, I was there for for Anna, right? I, I wanted to just focus my attention, my efforts on her and my relationship and, and progressing that forward. So you're um, saying I was out of the picture at that point. <laughs> hey, listen, I, you were you making out with his best friend. You Fuck. and my boy Aaron had buddied up at that point. So I, 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 that ship had sailed to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out that Aaron was making the moves on Tia? So Tia and I, <laughs> we were, there's no, no hard feelings there because I think T and I both were aware that we were kind of fizzling out at that point. And the rose that she gave me was more of, I won't call it a friendship rose, but just an acknowledgement of, yes, I know you're here for the right reasons. Even mm-hmm. though I may not have found my person here, I still believe that you can. So I think it was an understanding of that. You know, we Absolutely. were kind of going our separate ways. Um, and Aaron actually came up to me that night of the prom and said, hey, look, you know, T and I, we kind of started as friends. We, we get along, but... I'm starting to like develop something beyond that. Like, are you okay with that? And of course I would. Of course I was, right? You know, Aaron's, you know, like a brother to me and 
I want what's best for him. I want him to find love. So he came to me and I was more than happy to kind of have him pursue that. Right. And I think him and Tia would be a great match. Do you think it's weird though, that he came to you and not Chelsea to talk about it? Yeah. As a friend, like that's kind of strange, right? So I think both conversations maybe were necessary. Um, I'm not sure if he did have a conversation with prior with Chelsea prior or after he didn't. Um, yeah. I don't think he ever did. Mm hmm. So it made it really uncomfortable. She for was me. pissed. Well, she yeah. wasn't mad at you. I even talked to her. She wasn't mad at you, Tia. Oh well, yeah, mad at but it just like we're yeah. li- all living together, and I'm just like, dude, I f- yeah. love you, Chelsea. I- I'm so sorry. Yeah, in hindsight, I think maybe Aaron, you know, he, he should have done that. And I even oh. asked him about that multiple times. I was like, hey, have you talked to Chelsea about this? How does she feel about this? Where do you stand with her? Yeah, and what did he say? He's like, I oh, talked shit. to James. It's fine. Yeah, he's like, James is my number one. So, jokes on everyone. Me and Aaron actually had a predetermined relationship and had every intention. Oh, I knew knew it. it. I'm surprised Joe didn't kick you off the beach. I know, I know. (laughs) Well, you guys actually did because you live by each other. Oh, yeah, we live down the street. I I mean, Aaron, he's, I swear, you know, I met him on, on Katie's season and we talk about this all the time how. You know, without each other on Paradise, we we both probably would have crashed and burned because to have that person to just kind of go and vent out to and, you know, have that friendship at the end of the night where you can just unwind and de-stress, I, I probably would have lost my mind without him there. So having him there was definitely kind of a nice safety net to have. Um, mm-hmm. well, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad someone found love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait. OK, Good. James, I have a question for you because this is something that caught my ear yesterday when I was listening, but uh, I think it had to do... Oh, it definitely had to do when Aaron and Ivan were arguing and getting into it the day the night or the day before the rose ceremony. You made a comment to him when you guys were chatting, basically along the lines of like, you know, I've always got your back. You're my best friend here. And you... And I don't remember what exact words you used, so don't exactly quote me on this, but you said right. something like, whether you're right or you're wrong, I'll always have your back. But I, which I was intrigued by, because if you know one of your best friends is in the wrong, wouldn't you call them out regardless and be like, hey, dude, I love you. You're my guy, but yeah. you're in the wrong here. And so I was wondering about that, that I wanted to ask you today. Yeah. And I think uh, my, my, I use poor wording there. Of course, if I feel as if he's making a mistake or doing something that's going to result in a kind of a negative way or him shooting something in the foot. I'm going to say, Hey man, you know, I'm going to support you no matter what, but I think maybe you should adjust your approach here. And I I think more in that moment, he needed that kind of just reassurance that he has me there regardless of, you know, he felt ganged up on too. And you were kind of like the only one that was going to be honest. Yeah. And I think I I just wanted to make sure he know that he has a brother there and me that is going to support him through anything. And, you know, maybe a conversation I have after the fact saying, Hey, listen, you know, you're my guy, but um, just take a breath and Mm -hmm. go have a conversation. Maybe you should have handled yourself this way or that way. Mm -hmm. But really in me saying that is just kind of reassuring him that, no matter what decisions he makes, no matter what he does, no matter what the outcome, you know, I'm going to support him and see him. Yeah, he's not alone. All right, James, before we get into our game, I need to know what is the status with you and Aaron these days? Because <laughs> we saw this beautiful connection, this bromance unfold on the beach. So uh, where do you stand with him? <laughs> Listen, that that's my guy. You know, he's he's a brother for life. And, you know, we met on, on Katie's season of The Bachelorette and, you know, we left the same night, we got eliminated the same rose ceremony in Katie's season. We continued that. to hang out back in San Diego. He, he's essentially my neighbor living down the street and just grown super, super close. And then to find out that we were both going to be on paradise together. Um, it's, Dream come true. It's mm-hmm. just a relationship that is, has grown stronger and stronger as each day passes. And, you know, that's, that's going to be a friend for life. Um, I see him almost every other day and, um, you know, Aaron, if you're listening, I appreciate our friendship. I love you, man. And it's oh uh, my god, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love it. No, I honestly, like, I know that we joked about it and everyone was like, oh, where's James? He's with Aaron. And seriously, the strongest (laughs) couple in paradise. But I think it's so important to, to have those friendships. I mean, you not only can potentially find love in a partner on the show, but it's to get through a season you always need that one person. And thankfully I had Tia, you had yeah. Aaron. So I think it's, yeah. it was, a, it was, um, you know, whether you found love or not, we don't know. We have to wait for the finale, but yeah. at least you, you found love with Aaron and I'm glad that you two have each other. But yeah. before we let you go, cause I know you're a busy, ma- busy man. We have to play a game. Okay. So we've been, we've been playing this one with all of our recent guests. And it's, it's easy. It's a paradise superlative game. So we're just going to ask you, uh, question and you just have to name the person that it applies to. So rapid fire. Okay. Um, we'll just bang them out real quick. So yeah. I'll start. Who was the funniest in paradise? Aaron. <laughs> Best dressed. If you Noah. say Aaron for if you say Aaron for all Noah. these, Noah. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> no, Noah's gotten that one a couple times. He had some, he had some fresh outfits. <laughs> okay, who is the biggest flirt in paradise? Tammy. Oh, I think we've gotten that a few times too. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest crybaby. Oh man. Um, wow. Who who did I see crying a lot? Um, saw Tammy crying a lot. I'll go with Tammy. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> I was gonna say if you say Tia. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't think I. I don't think I saw Tia crying ever. Okay. Who was the most outspoken? Joe. True. Paradise police. Um, Life of the party. Demi. Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best best answer. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron only had TikTok dances. Listen, That's all he would whip out. <laughs> but he's perfected them. He has. <laughs> all three of them. Um, let's Rich. see what he says on this next one. Sexiest in paradise. Anna. I knew he wanted to say Aaron so bad. <laughs> I saw I saw the A, him, him forming an A. <laughs> okay. It. Oh, this is a good one. Most muscular. Riley. Uh, I would say you two, I would say you too though, James. Oh yeah. You gave Riley a run I'm for his to money. Stay on his heels, but I, I don't, you know, Riley uh he definitely came correct on the beach. <laughs> James, I have never seen anyone eat as much as you in my entire life. Well, I was, it was, I loved it. You know, for breakfast, I just had endless oatmeal, fruit, eggs, you know, all the scrambles. Oh, it was. I honestly was, was shocked yeah. to see you talk so much in your interviews. You're kind of like the narrator of the season. Cause I'm like, this dude never talked during the day. Cause he was eating. Yeah. He was, was always eating. All day. Full of food all day. So you guys never <laughs> James, I love you, but you make me want to never have boys one day because you guys eat so it's much. It's so expensive. <laughs> It's, I know. I'm like a bottomless pit. It's disgusting. <laughs> Just a human <laughs> vacuum. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. Okay. okay. Wait, Tia, did you just go or did I go? I said it, but we talked about something else. Um, heartbreaker of Paradise. Um, wow. Um, the biggest heartbreaker in Paradise. Maybe Thomas, just because I, I saw him kind of... I know how upset Tammy was and I can't really think of any major breakup or kind of big switch um, from one girl to another. So maybe Thomas, that's a tough one. Becca, it's your fault. I'm looking right at you. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was just something in the water. Like no comment. (laughs) I plead the fifth. Okay. I I don't quite know what this last one means, but (laughs) he'll know what it means. He'll know. The best box bachelorette or paradise. That seems highly sexual. No, he was in a box. Yeah, no. So I, you were I, in a box in Paradise. I was in a large pinata box. Yeah, on his intro. Oh, he, I was he, like, like, I don't remember you being in a box. Did the, you sleep the in a box? There is an easy one because on Katie's season, I was in a three-piece wool suit in that box, and it was about a hundred oh. degrees mm-hmm. in there. I was sweating bullets. I was in there for hours. In Paradise, I'm on a beautiful beach in Mexico. In a bathing suit. In a pinata. Uh, in a pinata. So I'm going to go with the paradise box. No doubt about it. I was just going to give a really bad show. I was going to say. Best I had, box. I, <laughs> here, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I was honestly like, what are we hinting at here, people? Yeah. 
It's uh, <laughs> a family friendly show. Uh, James, it has been such an absolute pleasure just to see you again, to catch up and to get to know you a little bit more because Tia and I are huge fans. We have raved you, about man. you. People love I you. You are such a genuine kind soul such a gentleman that i'm glad that people can see like there are still great guys like you out there so thank you for joining us i can't wait to see what happens with you and anna and aaron next week on the finale yeah. but take care <laughs> till then <laughs> thank you so much for having me guys and uh i miss you guys let's let's link up soon yeah i would love Heck that yeah for I'll sure come to california okay. sure. yeah you do thanks, guys. <laughs> all right thanks james see you later Bye. Bye. Oh. Tia, what a guy. What a good guy. I know. He's such a good dude. He really is. I'm glad that we were able to have him on because, I mean, we've been lucky enough to see bit by bit of him. Um, th- but it, it was good to see him finally form a solid, solid connection. And I love that he had his first date. So I know. I know it was a little bit late in the season, but he got it nonetheless. So yeah, a I huge thing. I mean, how it was meant to be, obviously, since they had a really mm-hmm. good connection. Well, and I loved how he said, like, even though he knew you and him didn't have that romantic relationship, you, everything works out. And you obviously gave him that rose to stick around because you knew he was there for the right reasons to find someone. And it was perfect timing when Anna walked through those gates. So I'm glad that, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that you gave him that rose. I know, again, it was tough for you that week, but he deserves to be there. So it all worked out. But a huge thank you to James and for you, Tia, for joining me again. It's always a blast. And to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, thanks for bearing with us. I know you can't see our great outfits, but if you can go check us out on Bachelor Happy Hour Instagram, please do so because you don't want to miss this get up. Uh, (laughs) And if you want to follow us on both Twitter and Facebook, we are at Batch Nation. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Have a good week. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 